I'm not just saying this because you dudes are here. Dude, y'all have a great podcast here. This thing's going to take, it's going to continue to take off. Hi, this is Sean Clinch, the host of Stories Inside the Man Cave podcast. And we are extremely grateful for each of you, the listener and or the viewer. Of course, you can view all of our podcast episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and on Vimeo. And as we continue to grow, we have to continue to invest in ourselves to improve the product. And if you are at that point and you feel somewhat generous, be sure to log on to Buzzsprout, which all of our audio-only podcasts are, and click on the episode and scroll all the way to the bottom, and you'll see a link to a website called Buy Me a Coffee. Just click on that and donate whatever you feel like or whatever you're comfortable with, and I promise you we will reinvest that into continuing to improve this podcast. As for the next episode, let's ride. Hey, the countdown is on. I'm with the guy who is the has the beautiful voice of the Oklahoma Sooners. We date back to mid 2000s to 2012. Longtime friend, the Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners. Is that something that you have embraced? Is it on your business card? How does it fit into <laughs> your life, your everyday life? I definitely embrace it. I don't deserve it. But it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool title, you know, so I definitely, I don't have any business cards, but uh, it's, it's, uh, I can't believe it. I don't feel worthy when you, when you think of the men who have had this position before me, but uh, I'm not running from it. So it's, uh, it's pretty neat. High production value in the open, by the way, kudos to you for that. You can tell you've got the professional TV background and everything. (laughs) I think it's funny, and and I think before I give everyone a tease of your work, um, I will say you need to follow Toby Rowland on Twitter. Um, he does these beautiful, what's the term, vignettes, uh, scene setters, if you will, uh-huh. from an OU perspective. And regardless of right. what side of the Red River an individual loves, hates, it is it sends chills up my spine. I look forward to your scene setters every week. Appreciate then, Toby. That. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's, that's very nice of you. That's something fun that we started. Uh, that was just for our radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second year on the job, it was just an audio scene setter that we played right before kickoff. And the, as tends to happen at a large university, uh, things end up kind of getting out of your hands and out of control pretty yeah. quick. And, uh, the the people uh, marketing people liked it and decided to add video to it and it became a, a bit of a monster and I very much enjoy doing them but now I'm trapped now I can't not do them uh, <laughs> because we've got sponsorships attached to them and all kinds of things now and so what started as just a little passion side project for our radio broadcast has turned into a little bit of a larger than life uh project but i thoroughly enjoy them and we've got a i got a teaser for you a special guest on this year's uh ou texas scene setter that i think people are going to really enjoy we don't often have special guests but i had somebody help me 
with the scene setter this week for this game. And, and that'll drop uh, 8 a.m. Saturday morning. You can find it all over social media. Well, I will be in the vehicle about 45 minutes away from Dallas at that time. And I'm going to I'm going to make a calendar reminder because, Toby, I've reached the age where I have to have everything that's important yeah. to me or have to be done has to be in my Apple calendar on my cell phone. Yeah, I understand and, uh, that. I'm with you. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> Everything's hey, harder to remember these days, isn't it? Oh, my God. You know, and we it's not that we're overextended. I think our brains are trying to process so much and do things. We're perfectionist, even though I'm perfectly imperfect, if you will, yeah. as is everyone else around us. Hey, for those watching across the state of Texas and Austin, across the country, this is the great voice of the Sooners at work. 25, 20, 15, to the 10, to the 5, into the end zone, the minister, Breach! Unhitch the wagon and put the ponies in the bar. Unhitch the wagon, the Sooner Schooner, and you're talking about Boomer and Sooner, the live versions. Can you even, where did you come up with Unhitch the Wagon? That That is a beautiful addition to, and it's a uniqueness of your play calling. So I am a big Cincinnati Reds fan. I love sports on the radio. I listened to John Brooks growing up calling OU games, Bob Barry, a couple of the legendary play-by-play voices at the University of Oklahoma. But I also listened to a ton of Marty Brenneman, mm-hmm. who is the Cincinnati Reds play-by-play voice for 40 years. He just retired last year and uh, loved it. I mean, I'm, I'm still to this day eating up with the Cincinnati Reds. I watch every game they play, listen to as many as I can. But Marty – Whenever whenever Cincinnati got the final out, would say, and this one belongs to the Reds. It was his patented catchphrase. And I would, I mean, it was, I would stick around to the final out just to hear Marty say that, even if it was a blowout, because it meant it's over and the Reds have won tonight. So when I got the job at OU, I thought that'd be cool. I mean, it'd be cool if I could come up with something like that that meant this game is over and OU has right. won. But I didn't – I really have a good idea. So – and you don't force it. One thing that I think any play-by-play guy will tell you, if you try to force something, it just comes out sounding corny. And I do a lot of things that end up sounding corny anyway, but you got to let it happen my life. naturally. Yeah. you got. It's got to be organic. It's got to happen naturally to have any chance. So we're in my first season, 2011, early in the year. OU's got one of those non-conference games that's a blowout. I think it was Ball State, maybe. Yeah. And they're routing them. And it's, you know, it's whatever it is, 63 to 3 in the third quarter. And every time OU scores a touchdown, they run the ponies at home. The ponies come out, pull the wagon, circle back, and go in. Well, they score again. Now it's 70 to 3. Here come the ponies out. And I said, we could probably unhitch the wagon and put the ponies in the barn. This game's over. And it got replayed, you know, it got, as the highlights do, it gets sent out on the highlights and all that kind of stuff and got a decent reaction. And I thought, hmm, maybe that's, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the Marty Brenneman thing. So the next time they secured victory and, and we know that's the play and the game is over, I said it again and it just kind of snowballed from there. So. Uh, I like the fact that it happened organically, and um, now we've got 
we got books and t-shirts and all kinds of things. So it might, it might be like the scene setter. It might be out of control, but that's, that's how it came about. I love the genesis of stories like that uh, behind where something was created, initiated. Um, and of course that that's a beautiful thing. And it's also, if you look at this, this red river rivalry, um, two of the, and I know I'm biased, but I'm, I'm speaking the truth here. Please accept a compliment, Toby. Uh, this game has two of the best voices in college football history, in my opinion, the great Craig Way and the pride of Southern Nazarene University, Toby <laughs> Rowland. Um, Thank you for putting that on there, by oh the way. Oh, my the God. Southern Nazarene appreciate that, too. Sure. One of the things I do remember, uh, Toby played college basketball at SNU. From my time in OKC, um, I do remember that. I never got to see yeah. any pictures or any hidden video. Thank God cell phones were not around when we were in college. Well, I mean, you used, you said the word played, which is not, I don't know how <laughs> accurate that is. There's no pictures because it's like, it's kind of like Bigfoot. I'm not sure it really ever happened. <laughs> I was, uh, I was the, I, my claim to fame is to this day, I'm still regarded as the greatest fourth string point guard in Southern Nazarene history. So I was so bad. This is a true story. I was so bad that my senior year, before my senior year, my coach, Bobby Martin, came to me knowing what I wanted to do as a career, go into sports broadcasting. He said, basically, if you will give us the scholarship back that we're wasting on you, we will give you some equivalent money to be to start a sports information department for us. We didn't have a sports information department. And SNU was about to expand and add a bunch of sports. So, and part of that was I would get to call the basketball games and, and in college, I would get to start doing some broadcasting. And I thought this is the greatest deal I've ever heard. Not only do I get a jump start on my career, but I don't have to run gassers anymore and I'm not playing anyway. So that's, that's a pretty a good example of how terrible of a college basketball career I had. But I agree with you what you said about Craig Way. Right. You're 50% right. Craig Way is not only fantastic, not only um, really good at what he does, he is uh, so amazingly versatile in his ability to call any sport at any level and do it at the top of the game. And nobody works harder. We give him a hard time about he could be in Charlotte one night and Seattle the next. <laughs> And maybe in the middle, he stopped in Chicago to call a game. I mean, he's the hardest working man in the business. He's fantastic. And he is a great guy, too. So, 100%. Texas, you got a good one. He is. Uh, I'm blessed to be able to say that I, I not only do I know you guys, I call both of you friends of mine. And uh, in, in some in, in ways that uh, you guys probably don't know, I know Craig has inspired me since I was in my mid-20s. And, of course, I, I was a – Admired your work when you were on the TV side at, uh, oh my gosh, don't tell me Channel I forgot Nine. to call it. Channel 9, I almost forgot to call yeah, KWTV. it. KWTV. I almost said KWTX, that's in Waco. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's and it's carried over to now the play-by-play. -play. Now, Toby, as we hit the downstretch, the final stretch of this uh, special episode uh, dedicated to the Red River rivalry, these games are special on so many levels. For you as an announcer, 
what is different for you? Is it, do you put more pressure on yourself? And do you realize when you're calling these games, how many new eyes or ears are listening to you? Because this is one of the most historically rich games in the history of this great game. Well, um, you know, I came to this game as a kid. I watched this game as a, as a kid growing up. I I grew up a giant Oklahoma Sooners fan, so I'm well aware of the history of it. As I mentioned, I listened to Bob and John Brooks. and Yeah. So the Mike Treps, the broadcast side of it, I was firmly entrenched in my soul hearing those guys' voices. And um, I remember when I first got the job, my first OU Texas game, I we played some highlights before in the pregame show of some old John Brooks clips calling Billy Sims or Marcus Dupree touchdowns or, you know, Bob Barry calling the Superman play or Mike Treps with the Joe Washington halfback pass to Tinker Owens, you know, the plays of the greatest rivalry in college football. And I remember thinking, I mean, whatever has whatever happens today, that's going to be my voice on it. Don't screw it up, you know? I mean, that you can go into a Western Carolina game and you need to be on top of your game and do a right. good job, but those highlights might not live forever. What happens in OU Texas lives forever. So I don't think it's so much pressure as excitement. When you when you sit in, in that booth and you overlook that amazing scene down below, crimson right, burnt orange to the left, and you know the importance of the game, you know the importance of the history the rivalry, you look out over the state fair because you're at a vantage point where you can see everything on the horizon. And you know something is going to happen today, whichever way it goes. Something is going to happen today that we will always remember because every year it does. Every year something happens that is iconic. It's the beauty of OU Texas. That's exciting. You just, you know, that's exciting. So, uh, my little secret before every game, especially OU Texas, is after the coin flip, we have final thoughts, and I'll toss it around to my crew. Teddy Lehman will talk. He's my color analyst, Butkus Award winner. We got Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert down on the sidelines. They'll share their final thoughts. It'll take a minute and a half, two minutes for everybody to share their final thoughts before kickoff. And that's my time. That's my time to take a deep breath, to – look over the crowd, to look over the setting, to look inward a little bit, and just be so thankful that I get to do what I get to do. Lucky, so lucky. There are thousands of men and women who are as good or better than me who could be sitting in this chair. And the fact that it gets to be me and our crew on that day is just the best. And I think if you start the game with a feeling of of gratitude and excitement, right. not pressure. You're not scared. What? I hope I don't botch the call. You're excited to put your stamp on whatever happens today. Then at least you give yourself a fighting chance to, to come out successful. Poetic, humble, and quite honestly, the words you use there, I'm a very visual person. That view you said, you need to look across the top of that press box. I, I encourage anyone to take in this view that Toby's talking about 
the Ferris wheel, the skyline, the interstates. I know interstates are not attractive, but it's everything. The smells from the tunnel all the way up to where Toby, Toby's perch is and Craig Ways. It's all part of this experience. And Toby, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying this. I wish it was 530 in the morning right now. And I'm on my way to Dallas to see you guys in another edition of the Red River Rivalry. 117 of them will be in the books by this time Saturday afternoon. It's hard to believe. It really is. It's Yeah, it is. It's the best. Yeah, I, I call it the greatest game in American sports. I, I don't think, you know, there may be better rivalries. I haven't experienced Yankees, Red Sox. <laughs> I haven't experienced Auburn, Alabama or Army, Navy. So I can't compare rivalries. But for a single game on a single day in a single setting, there's nothing like it that we've ever done in American sports. I think it's the greatest game that uh, that we've ever had. Uh, I'm speechless. I can't add any more to that <laughs> because you, you nailed it down with that statement. Um, it is – I know it's Texas OU here. It's OU Texas there including Norman South, which is Dallas, Texas. Uh, it is beautiful, man. And I can't wait to be there. Can't wait to see you for a reunion. And whether you're hook'em horns, boomer sooner, it's a great day to be alive. That's all Good I got to say. You, I love you, brother. I hope I get I, to see you down there. I do too, man. And uh, for the Man Cave Boys, Hardball Harge, Big Mike and Coach Mo, and the great Toby Rowland, we out. Uh, We good, player.